Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it's noon on a Friday. Things are already kind of going sideways, so why not do some wolfing down your lunch? Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron? So the Phoenix Suns announced yesterday that star Kevin Durant will be reevaluated in three weeks after sustaining a sprained ankle Wednesday in what was expected to be his home debut. So what does Stephen A. Smith think about that? Well, here he was on first take yesterday. I'm not going to say he's a pivotal piece. I'm going to say he is the piece. There is no title. There, there, there are no title aspirations that are reasonable for the Phoenix Suns without Kevin Durant. It starts and ends with him. If he ain't there, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell. Let's just get that out of the way first. All right. So where do you guys land on the news of Kevin Durant being reevaluated in three weeks? The, the reasonable comment right there, the reasonable chance, he's right about that. What he said at the end, I don't like. It gets personal with me. When you tell me I've got no chance whatsoever, you don't have any chance. Um, I That bothers me. But the reasonable chance that the Suns have or don't have, with or without KD, I totally agree with. Yes, we all understand they had to trade Mikal Bridges and Cam Johnson, in particular, those two guys, to actually get Kevin Durant. We understand that. They're not a better team, minus Mikal Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Kevin Durant. So, yes, they don't have a reasonable expectation of winning a championship, so I have to agree with them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm operating under the assumption that KD's going to be back in, I don't know, three and a half weeks. I, I hope they get some games in together as a team before their first round series against Golden State or whoever. But if he's assuming that you're not going to have Kevin Durant well, if, if, if he's going to say that. Yeah, in that in that clip right there, he, he was. Um, he kind of qualified it later. But I still, if you tell me that the playoffs are starting and the Suns are fully healthy then, I wouldn't want to play against the Suns. Yeah. I, I, and honestly, they'd probably be the last team in the Western Conference I'd want to have to go up against if, if you have a healthy Booker, a healthy Durant, healthy Chris Paul, healthy DeAndre. So the Phoenix Suns are currently 37-29 and 29 and fourth in the Western Conference. So what do you think their record will be when KD returns? <laughs> well... When will KD return? Let's say he misses... I'm going to say he's going to miss 12 games. Wow. Well, because wow. three weeks would be 10 for sure. And then they, you have Denver and Oklahoma City. Well, you just keep trying to play him against Oklahoma City. I'm going to say he comes back April 4th against San Antonio. It's a nice ease back into it game. Okay. Um. So I'm going to say they're right. They basically split the next 12. I'm going to say they'll be 43 and 35. Boy, still a good record. It really is. When you look at their schedule, it's not easy. Sacramento, Golden State, Milwaukee. Now, you do have Orlando and OKC, but it's at OKC, and it's not like OKC doesn't have people that can actually ball. They do, of course. SGA, you would imagine, will play. you got Los Angeles. Oh, man. Ah. 
I'm going to say seven. <laughs> seven? They're so gonna 44? Win That's right. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. I'm going to go seven as opposed to six <laughs> over the next 12. I, All right. I just like how Maloney's question was, what's their record going to be? And after doing the math, Wolf said seven. Seven. The Arizona Cardinals currently sit at three in the upcoming NFL draft. So should they draft Will Anderson at number three if he's there? Should they ignore calls from teams looking to trade up? Here's Matt Miller from Burns and Gambo on Wednesday. He's really good, but he's not that good. I, I don't know that there's a non-quarterback that is that good. You know, there's the famous story that the New York Giants would not trade the number two overall pick in 2018 because they wanted Saquon Barkley so badly that they wouldn't even take calls on the number two pick. Don't do that. Unless it's a quarterback, you just don't do that. Listen to the call. Because what if it's the Indianapolis Colts who say, hey, we'll give you a, a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick to just trade places? Then you have to do that. You, you have to fly back one spot and still get your guy uh, if he's on the board. And if, in case you aren't familiar with who Will Anderson is... Will Anderson Jr., Edge, Alabama. Will Anderson, a beast, a monster, a machine. That's how the edge rusher was described while at Alabama. The two-time All-American finished his college career with 34 and a half sacks, 62 tackles for loss, and more than 200 quarterback pressures over three seasons. He is widely considered the best defensive player in this year's draft. Anderson makes game-changing plays in the run game and as a pass rusher and with an intensity that will make Wolf proud. Scouts would like to see a more consistent motor all the way through the play, but they believe his athleticism and his will could lead to a Pro Bowl career. NFL comp soon to be Hall of Famer Demarcus Ware. You guys yes, want only better yeah. intensity than Demarcus Ware. Intensity that would make you proud, Wolf. Yeah, Thank you very much. Well, I want Will Anderson. She didn't specify which Wolf. That could have been your older brother. Yeah, yeah, or my younger brother. That's too. true. Yeah, we we all love Will Anderson. Um, are we going to do the thing that we did last year, where we offered to buy lunch for whoever's draft capsule gets voiced? That's the one the Cardinals pick. Because last year we didn't have to do anything; they traded the pick. Yeah. So their first round pick. Are we going to okay. buy lunch for? Because we're probably going to be buying lunch for Sarah. Seems like an exercise in futility, though. If we do it again, well, maybe they'll trade the pick okay. again. It's risky though this time because they might trade it for gonna, like three I think first rounders. Gonna, I think there's a real possibility they're going to end up trading it. The reason being is because I think the Bears could take Will Anderson. Yeah, um, that's a very real possibility. I. I would be very happy, though, if they come out of the first round with Will Anderson and you still have a pick right at the top of the second round. You can trade for a bunch of other picks, too. The Sun Devils knocked off USC 77-72 last night in the Pac-12 tournament to advance to the semifinals against Arizona. So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, does ASU basketball's win over USC get the team in the NCAA tournament? Yes, no, need to beat Arizona again, or let's see what other bubble teams do on Friday. I mean, it should get them in, but I, I say should as it like now they deserve it. They did what they had to do at the start of this tournament. They've won 22 games that should get them in. I don't know if it will get them in because the problem is you might have a couple bad teams out there win their conference tournaments and yes. eat up additional automatic bids. This is why you don't want to be on the bubble, but it should put them ahead of other bubble teams that have been knocked out of their tournaments already. 
you know what? I think they're in. I think they've done enough to get in. But I will say this. If there is an asterisk, if there is a caveat based on Ian's, it's got to be if they get blown out tonight. If they look like they belong on the floor with the U of A, I, I think they're in. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think they're in. I think they've done enough with 22 wins and beating USC and getting to the semis. I think they're in. But if they get run off the court, all bets are off. 41% say yes. 31% say let's see what other bubble teams do on Friday. And 28% say no, need to beat Arizona again. The Wolf and Luke Show made an appearance in one of Jarrett Carlin's jokes during the sports kebab today. Great. Okay, Sun superstar Kevin Durant twisted his ankle in pregame warm-ups and will now miss at least three weeks. Even more frustrating, this happened minutes before his home debut. We spent hours on the station talking about his home debut a couple Fridays ago that we thought it was going to happen. Then it didn't happen. Then we spent days talking about his home debut this week. Then it didn't happen. I feel bad. Our shows are not only becoming the boy who cried wolf, they're the boy who cried wolf and Luke. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to respond? Uh, um, I mean, I feel bad that Carlin's kebab happens moments before our show debuts every Friday at 10 o'clock and probably kills our audience, but that's about it. <laughs> That was actually one of Carlin's better lines. Yeah, that was. I'm not going to say anything. I want to know who wrote it for him, but yeah. it was definitely one of his better lines because it wasn't an Andy Reid or an Adam Silver joke, so yeah. it must have been new. Greg Brady does make me laugh. There's no doubt. So I'm just going to – don't tell him that. Okay? He's right out there. He's actually voicing some of the draft castles yeah, right now. Except when he calls me old, and then all of a sudden, oh. Oh, yeah, you guys haven't settled that yet, have you? No, don't right bring there. it up again. No, I, I didn't. You did. <laughs> no, it just stoked me right there. Well, I just say I, right I brought here. it up. You guys I brought it up it because out. it's cleansing for me to do so. Okay. But when you say to jab me in the ribs. Yeah, and that's cleansing okay. for me to jab you in the ribs. Thank you. Like I appreciate that. it. All right. That was uh, Wolf after lunch. Thank you, as always, Aaron. Jared. The madness tips off next week, and with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Just text Bucks to 62620 to sign up receive your bracket and compete for your shot at over $3,000 in prizes. And if you register before Sunday, you also get entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks in Scottsdale. So just register before Sunday. That's uh, Bucks to 620-620 when we come back. KD out for at least three weeks. What does that mean, actually, in, in real time for the Phoenix Suns? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, the news came down yesterday afternoon. We figured we were probably going to get something, right, from the Suns yesterday, even though they technically were off yesterday. They are back uh, not playing today. They'll play tomorrow, but they have practice today. So uh, we will likely probably hear from some of the players or coaches or whatever, but um, the news came down yesterday that KD is going to be reevaluated in three weeks, and it, it just puts you in this weird spot now, Wolf. Because like I said earlier, you, you, you want to be, if you're a Suns fan, you want to be upset, and you should be, 
but you can't really be upset at anybody. It's just bad luck. Yeah. Would you really not do the trade because the guy rolled his ankle and is going to miss three weeks? Like, no, you wouldn't. But does it? It's just kind of brutal to sit here and watch everybody else gets their players that they traded for at the deadline. You gave up more than pretty much any other team for your your uh, player at the deadline, and he can't play. I just, you know what I think of? I think of you sitting around for the next three years after this season still talking about Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that Katie's missing games. Okay. You, you think about just you're, me specifically? Yes. You specifically sitting around talking about Katie and the speculation about Katie. It wasn't the trade. I can't wait. Where for are you going to be? You're just ghosting me? What's what's happening? You're just. Okay, Luke. I, that's, that's pretty funny right now. Listen, uh, I, I don't I know. I didn't get no. Nobody, know, nobody knows what's going to happen <laughs> in the future, but uh, I just, your career is really just starting to take off. Would you say so? No, it's and just, I don't know where this is going. exploding right now. Get ready, because I can't wait to tune in and listen to you at some point, three years You're down the making road, it sound talking like that's about in 10 KD missing games. <laughs> Okay, so having said that right now, we're in this situation where would you do the deal right now? Yeah, we're in this together right now, by the way. <laughs> You're not leaving early because it's would Friday. Would you do the deal? Of course you'd do the deal. Yes. I'm not that concerned that he rolled his ankle. I, I'm not. It's a weird spot, though, isn't it? It's just, it's just kind of a weird spot. Like, now these games matter because you don't want to slip into the play-in, but they don't matter as much... Because you're in the playoffs, you hope you're in the playoffs. I guess you haven't clinched a spot yet. And they meant more. The game against Charlotte a week and a half ago meant a lot because KD was playing. It was a game against Charlotte. Who really cared yeah. if they won? Yeah, well, it was important because it was. we all wondered how would he assimilate? <laughs> how would he? How would Why he did assimilate? We talk about that? I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> right. We we sat around and speculated for a long time. It was weeks. Two weeks, wasn't it? Over two weeks, as a matter of fact. I have to, we have to bring Aaron in here for a second. So I have a, a request, because I'm looking at the rest of the show sheet, and we've got you know, we've got some good Cardinal stuff. We're going to talk to Tim Healy in a little oh, bit yeah, about Timmy. ASU. can't wait to talk uh, to Timmy. I'm probably going to lose my mind again over the fact that ASU, I don't think, will get in if they lose tonight, even though they should. But what if we just clear this all out and just do the next hour and a half just speculating about how KD would fit in with the Suns, <laughs> just for Wolf? Can we do that? We can do that. All right. It's, it's honestly, right now, it, it leaves you in a weird position because there are some people out there that actually said, hey, this is a good thing. I don't know if you saw it in, in did. the Twitterverse out there, people saying, this is a good thing, that he's going to miss time, he's going to miss game. I, I can't say that. No. I can't, I can't say that. I, it, look, I, it, I, that's not even glass half full. That's like, hey, the glass is 7% full, but I'm all in. I I they're, they're appreciate like, that. But, but I admire it. They, I can't there do were it. people, Basinonians, that were saying, listen, he already showed you in three games what he can do and how easily it's going to be for him to assimilate and do it seamlessly into the starting lineup, into the rotation of the Phoenix Suns. So much of that has got to do with his humility, his heart. It does that he can assimilate that easily. That people aren't trying to defer to Kevin Durant. Of course, I respect him greatly for that. But there are people out there that are saying this is a good thing because it's going to be more rest for him. I just can't. Uh, I can't go there. No, no. I, the only thing you could go down that path, and and I, it's not. It's not a good thing, no matter what. But if you're looking for anything good that might come out of it, it. <laughs> 
There isn't anything. <laughs> I was going to say, teams won't really have a good look at what the Suns look like with KD, so you have a little bit of that element, I guess, of the unknown, but the problem is the Suns won't either. <laughs> so here, I'll, I'll boil this down to my three biggest concerns with this, okay? I'm okay, just going to put boy, it in small lists I love for them for you, okay? Okay. My only concerns would be, you, you don't want to drop into the play-in. You need to make sure you stay in the top six. I don't really care who you play in the first round, because... The Clippers, Memphis, Golden State, all these teams are good. You know, Dallas, they've they've given the Suns a lot of... It, it, pretty much anybody you're going to play in the first round is going to be good anyway. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, if they get fourth instead of third, all is lost. Like, really? Just... Staying in the top six is a big deal because that play-in tournament's going to be a, just a beast this year in the Western Conference. I, I think they can do that as well. I think, I think they, they can, they can stay in the top six. I think they can do that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if they can actually hold their position right now. Would it be awesome if somehow, some way, they could still get to number two? Yeah, that would be. I just don't know how feasible that truly is right now. When you think about it. Yeah. I'm just trying to. And who knows what else is going to happen between now and when KD does come back. Yeah. I mean, nothing's a given. I'm just trying to strip away the emotion of like, okay, we're all fired up for his first home game and everything's going great. And you just beat Dallas. It's it's I guess I'm saying is it's not the situation is not as bad as the situation feels right now. You know what I mean? He's missing regular season games. It's not great. But the way it felt on Wednesday night was like, oh, this failed. Like, that's what it felt like. Because he got hurt in warm-ups, and he just finally got going. So that brings me to my second concern. How am I going to be able to watch the Suns in warm-ups again? <laughs> like, I'm just, That's a concern. Well, it's a concern because when are you ever going to feel safe <laughs> that he's good to go until they throw the ball up in the air? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. that. That is the problem right now. It's one of the reasons why I, I'm... You know, some people are looking at it and they're also panicking. They're saying, see, this is who he is. He always gets hurt. Yeah, I'm not He's, there yet. That's a freak. See, play. I know. Yeah, or freak, whatever it was. I, I know. But can I tell you something? I, I've never seen somebody do that. Roll their ankle where they didn't step on anything or slip. It wasn't ideal. I'm not <laughs> going to say it was ideal. I, I'm just saying. I, I've never seen that happen. Well, then the odds ever. would say you're not going to see it again. Well, ever. You just you you know if you came down on something, even a stone, a small stone, I can understand the rolling of it when we, it's flat. <laughs> the floor was flat, and he didn't slip in retrospect again. Yeah, I know. I wish somebody and, would have just said, and, "Oh yeah, there was a rock on the his floor." Left ankle. So there, there are people out there saying, "See, this is what he always does. He's always going to get her." I can't go there. I. Can't can't, even though I have to admit, brothers, I don't think I've ever seen somebody just roll it on a flat surface like that, running in a straight line, not even cutting. Yeah, then I mean, because you see guys do it in a game, but they're cutting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's my third concern, and that's my concern. This would be. Uh, this is probably my my. <laughs> biggest, I guess, concern. I don't want to. I don't want to overblow this or make it more dramatic than it is, but. You, you need time to play together as a team. 
Yes. And, and I know we've been saying that because we were saying it before he, he, he came back from the injury he brought over from Brooklyn. But as a team, they need time to play together. Here's Chris Paul on Wednesday. Obviously, Kev's a huge part of our team. You know what I mean? And uh, anytime he's not out there or other guys in our rotation, you know, we we going to make do. But in order to, you know, really see what it looks like consistently, we got to try to get get our guys. There it is. Are you concerned that you guys won't have enough time to jail? Nope. No, sir. No. No, he's he's not concerned with that whatsoever. But what he just said um, concerns me. (laughs) Well, they're going to be an unknown in the playoffs. I mean, if you if you aren't emotionally invested in the situation, the Suns are going to be a lot of fun for you in the playoffs because you're like, hey, they could take anybody out. But we also don't (laughs) they don't know what they are because they haven't played together yet. Yes. But in order to really see what it looks like consistently, we got to try and get our guys but I'm not concerned, okay, in terms of assimilating and playing with KD, even though we're not going to be able to. Well, and also on Wednesday night when that cuts from, he didn't know how long he was out for. You know what I mean? Yeah. He probably heard Booker be like, he's fine. I just saw him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. Book, everybody's oh, fine. All right, text us your thoughts. The Fanduel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. Hollywood Brown weighed in. Didn't like the comments of Calvin Beecham. Now Calvin Beecham has responded in the way you would expect Calvin Beecham to respond. But either way, this is two Cardinals going at it. So who's right? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Alright, so we have uh, we need a name for this. This is Calvin Beecham. Saying stuff that I thought was fairly mild earlier this week. Then Hollywood Brown weighing in on Twitter yesterday, and he took exception with it. And now Kelvin Beecham has, I don't want to say responded, he has clarified. This is weird. Now Kelvin Beecham's on the TV. See, this keeps happening today. Every time we talk about somebody, they pop up on the TV. Man, that is weird. Um, I guess here, first I'm going to play a couple of the cuts in case people are like, what are you talking about? This is Kelvin Beecham on with Burns and Gambo on Wednesday. What does he have to do, in your opinion, to be great? Grow up. Give me an example. Be a man and grow up. Like it's not, it's not complicated. You got to be a leader of man. Period. And he's not right now. He's maturing, but he's not there yet. He's not there. It's, it's, not, not, a, yet. it's not a completed process. It's not, it's not a completed process. I'll be honest. I heard that there was other cuts, but that's I think, the one people. Were, if anybody's taking exception with Kelvin Beach, and that's what they took exception with. I don't know. I heard that in the moment, and I just kind of. I didn't take that as anything that bad. I really, I've heard so much worse yeah. about Kyler Murray from people who won't put their name on it. Right. And I, I feel like Kelvin Beecham, like you said earlier, I almost felt like that was like advice from a vet to a young quarterback. Yes. Maybe he doesn't need to go through the media, but he was asked. So what's he supposed to do? Just walk out? Yeah. You know, once again, I think it's the grow up thing. That's what it is right there. Grow up. Um, if he would have said mature, he's got to mature. So he's got to. He's just got to continue to get better as a leader. He's got to mature. Um, I don't think there'd be any hue and cry coming from anybody. It was the fact he said, "Grow up." He's got to be a man. 
And what's the implication when you hear somebody say well, that? Yeah, if you, if you have to grow up, it means you're not, you're, typically it means you're not grown up enough, right? That's the implication. Yes, of course. So, again, um, this is a weird situation for me, Basinonians, because although the sentiment of Calvin Beecham I totally agree with, that Kyler Murray needs to continue to grow as a leader um, and mature as a leader. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He needs to continue to do that. Well, here, let me play the a couple more The one thing you cuts. don't say is something negative in front of anybody else. You don't attack your teammate ever. And that's what people think he's doing, is looking at Kyler Murray and saying, grow up and be a man. That is what people are are looking at, and I agree with Hollywood Brown. You don't go and say anything negative about your teammate publicly. You just don't do it. You don't lie. You just don't say something negative about your teammate. All right, before we get to Hollywood Brown, I want to play these and, and let me know if you ever, because we haven't played these yet on the show. This is Kelvin Beach on ESPN Radio yesterday. You know, I think he did a much better job being able to interact with his teammates. Uh, I think he did a really good job of that during training camp. He did a really good job of that when he was playing. Um, and I've said this, and I said this this morning, you know, when I was on a couple shows this morning, is there's still more that he can do. Um, you know, they gave him half a billion. Um, you know, I know Oliver wouldn't guarantee, but you know, he got he got quarterback money. He has to grow into that valuation, and being able to grow into that valuation means he has to be able to lead. He has more responsibility. The expectations are higher. The obligations are higher, and I'm excited to see him do that. Um, and it's on him to be able to do that. And there's no knock on can he lead? Is he competitive? I mean, he's one of the most competitive people I've been around. But being competitive and leading and being a leader of men are two different things. And he has the ability to do that, and I'm excited to see him do it. That's not Burns and Gambo. That's on another show. That's on yeah. ESPN Radio. I okay. mean, everywhere Calvin Beecham goes, and, and most Cardinals players, they get asked about Kyler Murray. That's sure. That's just, and some of that's just because he's the quarterback. Like that, you know. Do you that, think he said anything negative there whatsoever? No, I don't really. hear hear a ton of a difference between that, what we just played from Burns and Gambo this week, and the stuff from March of last year. He's, yes. And yes. I have a, a, one of those cuts, too. I got a lot of cuts here. Let me play the other one from ESPN Radio yesterday. It's Kyler Murray holding back Kyler Murray. He has all the answers. He has the keys. Um, it's on him. You know, I think that the organization has put half a billion behind him because they do trust him. They've tried to surround him with pieces. But at the end of the day, the quarterback is the quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven league. Um, and at the end of the day, you're tasked with leading men and being a leader of men. Has he matured? Yes. Can he continue to grow up? Yes. Does he have the capabilities uh, capabilities of doing so? Yes. So when you ask that question, that's a question that he has to answer and he has the ability to answer it. And he's the only person that can control that. Yes, and he's right about that. Kyler Murray is the only one that can control it. It's one of the reasons why I was hoping that Kyler would hear these comments from a very respected guy in that locker room, very intelligent guy as well, who's a dog and has had a great NFL career and will continue to have a great NFL career. And then beyond the NFL, he'll continue to have a great career. I was hoping Kyler would take that and absorb it and do something positive with it going forward because he does need to get better and realize that it's not just physically going out and getting better, but also getting better in terms of being a leader. He needs to continue to mature and get better. So 
other than the the grow up line though you wouldn't say there was really anything in there that was that was bad i feel like i feel like kelvin beecham has been pretty consistent again very consistent he's not going on all these shows because he has a campaign about wanting to talk about kyler murray he just he's doing other stuff and he's about to become a free agent and he's got other stuff that he's working on, and that question always comes up. See, all these other cuts that you're playing right now, though, he didn't say, grow up. No. Be a man. But those he cuts... He didn't say that like he did to Burns and Gambo. Those cuts I just played are not from last year. Those are from yesterday. And we have the cuts from last year, but they're very similar, so I'm not going to... We're coming no, up on No, no, that's here. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying he didn't say any of that in those cuts you just played. So Hollywood Brown took exception. And he didn't like the fact that it was it was being played out publicly. And he said a bunch of stuff in one tweet on Twitter, which he left up there. Um, but he also said, um, basically, that Kyler Murray hasn't publicly bashed anybody, which I would agree with. I haven't heard Kyler. I mean, I guess he went off on his coach on national television. But, yes. So maybe I don't agree with that, actually. <laughs> um, but Yeah, but, you know, Kyler from time to time has put his arms out and pleaded with guys on his team. He, you, I, and, I think you could say he shows guys me. up, that but he doesn't publicly me. bash guys. Okay, you may you may look uh, at it. I'm that just way saying that's and yeah. say he doesn't publicly say something about guys, and I would agree with that. But putting your arms out and looking at me and pleading with me to like do your job, that to me is even worse than something you might actually say. That's a little off color from time to time. Uh, Hollywood Brown ends that tweet with because one, who's Kyler Murray, obviously, never publicly bashed or talked down to any talked down anybody, even after years of running for his life. And then he tagged Kelvin Beecham, which obviously the last part is you guys aren't doing your job blocking for him. I mean, there's no other way to read the last part of that. So Kelvin Beecham uh, talked to the Republic, clarified a little bit of what he meant, and I'm not going to read all of it, but. Um, this is from Kelvin Beecham said, what I said was what I said wasn't really any meaning or any malice behind it. Last year I said he's mature. This year I'm saying he needs to grow up. It's not that much of a difference. He's paid substantially, the highest paid player of a team. There's responsibilities and obligations and expectations that come with that. I'm excited to see him grow into that valuation, unquote. And he went on and said a bunch more stuff. But, I mean, that's... That's Calvin Beecham. I feel like he's been pretty consistent. I think you're right. It's just the wording of grow up is going to rub, <laughs> rub some people the wrong way. But that last thing where it's like you're being paid, you're being paid a quarter of a billion dollars. You're being paid to be the leader of this team. Now, I personally, Luke Lipinski, don't know what he's like as a leader behind the scenes. Yep. I would assume Calvin Beecham yep. and Hollywood Brown do. But he has to be a great leader because he's being paid like the most important person in franchise history, really. Yes, he's got to be. Yes, it's a weird situation because, again, I agree with Hollywood in terms of you don't go out and say anything negative about your teammate. You just don't do it. Okay, you answer questions and you do it truthfully, but you got to be really careful in how you say it. If you're going to critique your teammate at all, it makes me think that maybe, maybe um, Beach has already talked to Kyler Murray about this. Man to man. That seems what something Beach would do. Maybe he's already talked to him man to man, face to face about this thing. So he doesn't feel like he's saying anything he wouldn't normally say. It makes me feel like Kelvin Beecham is, is those offers he talked about the other day. He's going to take one of them elsewhere. I don't know, but that's You're what probably it feels like. right. All right, we come back. Does ASU need a new home? They might be getting one. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
talk to Tim Healy shortly. Next hour, he's going to join us to talk about, obviously, AFC basketball. If they've done enough to get into the tournament, they also just, aside from that, have a game against U of A tonight. But uh, now we're going to talk, I guess it's not just football, but everybody thinks football first, but um, the possibility of ASU and U of A ending up in the Big 12, Wolf, which kind of seems to be where this is all headed, don't you think? Yeah, no, I really do think that right now. There is a story that is out there, brothers, that I was reading in regard to the Big 12 and the fact that uh, it, it, it appears as though there are four teams from the Pac-12, ASU, Arizona, Colorado, and Utah, that the Big 12 are courting. And they're having weekly conversations between the Big 12 and these four schools. Weekly is exactly what's being reported. That, to me, I got to tell you, I wasn't prepared for that. Did you know that? No, 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 no. I mean... When this all kind of became a thing over, what was that, last summer, I guess, when USC and UCLA were like, hey, by the way, we're leaving. Yeah. Um, if, you had, if you had laid out the possible scenarios, the idea of going to the Big 12 probably was the most realistic, but I did not expect, hey, we're meeting every week. We're talking about this. You know what I mean? Um, what's interesting to me is, is it's, it's ASU, U of A, Colorado, and Utah, like you said. It's not Oregon, who was obviously, you know, you would right. look and say that's, that's the biggest catch. Now, I know we heard from people, um, from, you know, college football specifically experts in the offseason saying, yeah, I know you think it's Oregon, but Eugene's not Phoenix, right? I mean, just in terms of, of a TV market, um, Oregon's great at football, but they don't have the basketball that U of A has. Uh, you know, I guess I don't totally understand why you take Utah and Colorado over <laughs> Oregon, but whatever. But the reality is, can you really see ASU and U of A sticking around in a Pac-12 that's going to be a Pac-10 that may eventually add Do a couple smaller? I, I don't. No, I don't. No, no I, I honestly, and I got to tell you right now, I'm really shocked. The Big 12, it, that was something that I thought was... That's where you are going to go to metaphorically die. Um, when Oklahoma and Texas said they were out and they're going to the SEC, you could see that coming a mile away. The Big 12, you, you thought, oh, man, that's it. The clock is ticking. Never in a million years until USC and UCLA left. I, I never thought that would happen, ever. Left the Pac-12, going to the Big 10. Oregon cannot be far behind them. Cannot. There's there's a little prediction right there. I, I honestly do believe eventually where all of this is headed, Basinonians, this is something I've been talking about for years right now. You're gonna have two conferences. You're gonna have it's it's almost gonna be like a Mason Dixon line basically all the way across the country. The north and the south. That's what I think. Conferences And inside of those conferences, the Big Ten in the North and the SEC in the South, inside of those will be divisions of those conferences. Very similar to the way the NFL is structured. Well, That's what's coming. What you're saying about Oregon, I think, is the key because I know the Pac-12 did this thing after UCLA and USC left. And it was like, oh, you know, we're all going to stick together. The remaining 10 members of the conference are going to stick together. And so, yeah, it, it, that's great. 
That sounds really, really good. Let's not pretend that if somebody comes calling with Oregon specifically with a bunch of money that they're going to be like, well, you know, we really owe it to U of A to stick in the pack. They're not. It's college sports. Like, nobody's loyal to anybody. So if you're ASU or U of A, do you want to be stuck in some janky conference with a bunch of small teams that just work their way in? I mean, I guess you would have more success. You just said janky twice this week. Twice in the same week, yeah, really. that's incredible. I, I haven't heard janky in a long time, and you just said it twice. Maybe I'm bringing it back. Just that's just you. really weird, right? Maloney's Playbook for Wolf. Janky. Something run down of poor quality or unreliable. <laughs> I love the books now, too. It's huge. Wait a minute. Where did that come from? I never told you what janky was. But you, no, it's not. It's not Wolf's playbook for dummies. Like, that's it's Maloney's so playbook good. for Wolf. Okay, good. Um, look it. All right, that's great. <laughs> so what do you You're think? You're just going to move on. Past yeah, I am. As a matter of fact, oh, I mean, listen. To you, there's more. You laugh at me all you want. That's fine. There's more. Like, nobody cares. But the Big Twelve. What would you name it if, in fact, you had four teams move? Four teams. You had ASU, Arizona, Colorado, and Utah. Knowing that there goes Oklahoma and there goes Texas, they're out. So now you've got ASU, Arizona, Colorado, Utah. What would you call it? What would your conference name be? You've got Iowa State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. It's West Virginia. It's West Virginia. <laughs> really, you should get to it. Well, we're going to have Baylor, West Virginia and ASU in the same conference? Kansas, Kansas State, Texas Tech. What would you call it? Well, I mean, that would put you okay, at 14. Okay, that's good, Luke. <laughs> I'm going to call it Big Pack Football. It's the Big Pack Conference. <laughs> this was planned. You set me no, up. No, I did not. You have music and everything. Well, no, that was all command and control uh, okay. firing off. It's West Virginia. Big Pack. West Virginia. Well, um, while you were putting it together, I was just trying to count how many teams are in the conference because the Big 12 has 10, and for the longest time, the Big 10 had 12. Yeah, I know. Forget about the number thing. Okay, you got to right. get away okay. from the number. By the, the way, if Oregon does not go to the Big 10, what are they going to call that? They're going to go somewhere. What The Pac-12. Think about this for a the minute. Pack right six? Now, the six-pack? Brothers, think about this, honestly. Who here would have thought we'd see the erosion of the Pac-12 to a point you're not going to see it anymore? The Pac-nothing is what you're going to see. What? Who would have have ever believed that? Uh, Well, I would argue you've been saying this. USC and UC, yes, but honestly... Um, not leaving the Pac-12, I thought they'd have to blend the two. The Big Ten, of course, being blended and absorbed with the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is no longer going to exist. The Conference of Champions, Bill Walton, what are you going to do? <laughs> Bill Walton's going to have a tough time. I, I mean, honestly. We're just never going to tell him what happened. I, I, I never would have thought the, the Big 12... Now I, now, I know the numbers are going to change, but if, in fact, these four schools go, and I believe, ladies and gentlemen, you're having weekly conversations with them, they're gone. That's what I think. Well, you 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 want to do it if you're ASU or U of A, and I would imagine Colorado and Utah as well, because you, you don't the, – the problem that you might run into is the Pac-12 stays. It's a thing, right? Okay, so you, you're going to lose UCLA and USC, and you're going to replace them with San Diego State and whoever. Now, all due respect to those schools – 
they're not a football powerhouse like USC or the basketball history that UCLA has. No matter who you replace them with, you're not going to get that. So then what if Oregon and, let's say, Washington do leave and you replace them with two smaller schools? You are not you're not going to be a Power 5 conference anymore. So on the surface, it might be like, I don't want to give up the Pac-12. Look, I don't want to give up the Pac-12. I got the Pac-12 Fantasy League, Wolf. But And maybe ASU is having a lot more success in that version of a conference, but you're playing in a different Man, league at that point. I just honestly never would have believed the Big 12 somehow, some way. Losing Oklahoma and Texas was going to outlive the Pac-12. Never. The second you see it, USC and UCLA bolted. That was that was the game changer. Uh, all right, we and I, like I said, we're gonna get back into college basketball with Tim Healy in a little bit. When we come back, just how far might the Suns fall down the standings in the West? Charles Barkley thinks it could be a little bit. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. People can see that you're actually playing the Glockenspiel. This is called a Glockenspiel. Okay.